Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Boom, and we're on. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. Welcome to the number one, the number one, not two, not three, not four, number one positivity podcast in the world. It's official. I scattered the world right now. I just did it. I scattered the world. This is the number one podcast pushing positivity in the most authentic way possible on the internet. Thank you so much. For being a part of this. If you haven't subscribed yet and you're a fan of positivity, please subscribe. If you're a fan of negativity, think about subscribing. But if you love positivity, if you got love for anything good, this is the podcast for you. Today's guest on the Coach HP show, we have the one and only. She's an IP lawyer. Is that what she is? Hold on. Let me let me get the let me get the correct thing. Yes, it is. She's an IP lawyer helping entertainers and creative entrepreneurs legally protect and scale. This episode, we talked about law school. We talked about her upbringing. We talked about sports. We talked about the Cleveland Browns. We talked about Bernie Kosar being an ex-hurricane. We talked about running. We talked about McDonald's. We talked about a lot of good things. But the most important thing I feel me and Shay talked about is love, love for people, love for what you do, listening, taking a step before responding in this culture of today where everybody's attacking everybody. If you don't say what I say or you don't agree, we had a long conversation about bringing vibes, bringing us together, bringing society together. Without further delay, in this episode of the Coach HP Show, I am so proud. I'm so happy to bring you Shay M. Lawson, my girl, on the Coach HP Show right now. Let's go. Three, two, one, boom. Shay, we're on. Shay, when you asked me the question if this was going to be video (laughs) or audio, what that said to me was you have not seen one episode of the Coach HP Show, but I've seen... All 19 videos of <laughs> Shay M. Lawson's YouTube. I've seen all 19 of your videos. We no, see, assumptions will not get you far. No. So if you watch my YouTubes, you will see that I have about one or two uh podcast episodes that are on my YouTube channel, just one or two videos, but I have close to 30 episodes of my actual audio podcast. So for every interview that I do on my podcast, I don't always do video. Sometimes I do audio and sometimes I do video. So I didn't know if the same was true of your podcast as no, well. But, no, but where I'm right, Shay, is you didn't see one episode of the Coach HP show. Did you or no? 
No, but I have listened. Oh, all right. And I've scrolled and I've scrolled your Instagram because I was like, let me listen to this before I agree to <laughs> let me <laughs> let me let me that. tell you why this was so important for me. I as I watched your your stuff, Shay, I think you're so talented. And I feel that when people sit down to interview you, they you're so above everybody on your skill level that, that it's really hard. Yeah, because I see like people be like super casual or like super like lawyery professionally. So it's you're you, you don't fit in any box. So you got to get you right in the middle. So I'm going to really try to attempt that because okay. I think you got so many gifts. And I, I just want to encourage you to just keep on going because we need more people. We need more women. We need more black women like you that are not only successful, but are honest and hardworking. Where did you learn that from? Wow. I mean, I feel like everybody should start from that point. I think things derail us, <laughs> you know, or might tell us to do otherwise over life. But I, I've just always had this work ethic. I mean, I, of course, the typical things you hear people say that you um, see your parents work hard. You see them, uh, you see the people around you. So you're always the sum of the people around you. So probably those things. And I always know when you talk about like in integrity and honesty, that sometimes honesty doesn't feel good. Sometimes it hurts, but sometimes you need it, right? And, and then sometimes it allows for you to level set. Like even us getting on and you're like, well, did you watch? No, you know, somebody else would have lied. And then like, oh, well, I saw it. No, I, ju I just didn't, you know? And it allows people to kind of level set and engage at a certain level because, especially being a lawyer, I want you, lawyers have such a reputation for being like snakes. And it's like, I am going to tell you the truth to the point that it hurts so that when you when you hear me saying something, you don't have a doubt in your mind about the motive behind what I'm saying or, you know, the, the veracity of what I'm saying, because I've, I've told you the truth in every other scenario. I love that you said that. Let's go back to Cleveland. Your relationship with your dad, I have a daughter. You don't really understand how important that is till you get a little older. How was your, how did your dad mold you in being the woman who you are today? Oh man. Um, my parents are very, uh, night and day and, uh, <laughs> and my dad is, uh, the person who he would read to me every night. He would quiz me all the time as a kid. He had this thing where he's like, you know, um, what is a cat, a feline? What is the, you know, what's a feline, a puma? Like, you know, it was like, we had this whole little quiz that we would do when I was little. And I think that he really, number one, encouraged um, my love of learning, my love of reading. Um, and then of course his, his work ethic. And I think what's kind of interesting, especially right now in today's social climate is that my dad is a retired police officer. He served on the Cleveland police department for over 30 years. So a big dark skinned black man who out of uniform might've been treated differently, you know, served on the force. And so seeing the things that the stress that he wore on his back from just having that job and also caring for our family, I think I, I never wanted it's that typical kid thing. You never want to disappoint your parents. You want to make them proud. And I think I, I always kept that from that relationship with him because of how hard he worked. I didn't want him to feel like the things he was doing for me were, were in vain. Makes a lot of sense. 
being that he was a police officer, would he have a weird schedule? Oh, <laughs> yes. So he worked, um, he worked his regular police job and then he did a lot of off duty jobs. Like people don't realize how much off duty work police officers, um, do like bodyguard stuff or like yep. security. Yep. Bodyguard security stuff. So his regular work shift was actually overnight, which even though he's retired, it still kind of haunts him now because he does not sleep at night. He literally goes to sleep still at the same time he would have gone to sleep before. So he worked basically like almost like a seven to seven type shift and then like will come home at like seven, eight, nine in the morning after doing his reports and stuff and then go to sleep during the day and get ready for work again. Now, you've mentioned that you carry a very strict sleep schedule. Do you still keep that or no? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every, everybody calls me Nana Shay. People know. And, you know, despite the fact that I'm in the entertainment industry and it's a very like late night, you know, night owl industry, my clients learn their lesson pretty easy, you know, Shay's not answering the phone. My phone is on do not disturb. I am asleep. I have been somewhere with somebody falling asleep. No, I, my body is unapologetic when the sun sets. I need to go to bed. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Shay, your mom, what influence did your mom have on you? Oh my gosh. My mom uh, is, is just like my source of, of empathy and uh, caretaking. Um, she's just, that's why I said my parents are an equal balance of each other because my mom was present with me literally from daycare, basically until the fifth grade, she was almost at school with me. Like she was the classroom helper. She chaperoned, you know, field trips. Um, because my dad, um, at a certain point was the, the only, uh, breadwinner. She cooked, you know, cleaned, did everything because, Again, reflecting that gratitude for the work that my dad was putting in. When he came home, there was nothing that needed to be done. All he needed to do was rest and rejuvenize himself for the next day. And I think that kind of caretaking and um, just being there and supporting people and being physically present and being intentional about your presence with people. I always felt that with my mom, that if you're with her, you have her full attention, you have her full energy, her minds, even though she might have a million other things going on, you never feel that way with her. And I think that I definitely picked that up with her, both in how I personally interact with people and how I interact with my clients. You're so professional. See, watching your videos, you have tremendous speaking skills, like your mastery Obviously, you're a lawyer and English is awesome. Do you know that about yourself or are you just like, that's how I was born, whatever? No. Yeah, this is basically how I talk <laughs> in, every, in, in everyday life. But um, the only time I really think about it is if I am somewhere else and I'm watching. I literally have to stop myself from doing this. If I'm watching someone else speak and I think about how I would have done this speech differently. Yeah, but that's all. That's all of us because we put ourselves in that situation. You know what I try to do a lot is I don't know if you know anything about me, but I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far. I'm I'm Cuban. I don't know if you know anything about us Cubans, but Cubans we got the best of both worlds because we got the Europeanness from the Spaniards. Some of us came from Africa, but then we have the Caribbean and the flair of the island and the rhythm, you know? Mm. And when I see you, I just, I have a thing where I just see the positive in people. 
and you had this video that you just spoke for a real long time and you were so capturing with what you were talking about and it wasn't the hottest topic in the world it's not like you were talking about uh the latest shoes or the latest is that but just what you were talking about was your industry and how to help people and i was like man when i have shay on i'm gonna tell her that she needs more videos more videos like this your talent level and what your these videos is not even close like you have such good talent i want to tell you that before before i forget so Thank you yeah, yeah like like i really 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 believe that when did you start so you're in high school I know you're a runner. Did you run track at all in high school? I did. What did you run? I ran the mile. I've always run long distance. I am not fast. No? I am not. I am not fast. I'm all about the mental game. I ran cross country and I, I ran track. And there is just something that is so enjoyable. Like I think men in sports. Um, well, I was watching the last dance and everybody was talking about Michael Jordan, you know, trash, you know, like yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. trash talking. And I love when they mic when they mic the guys up or I always like to um, listen when they're in the dugouts and stuff like that. But I feel like with um, long distance running, there is an equal kind of euphoria you get when you see somebody who is really hurting and you like bypass them on like mile two and you're breathing easy. You're not breathing hard. You're not sweating. It just like kind of kills their morale and it's like yeah or like you know somebody who thinks they got it because they went out hard in the first 400 and then you hit them on like on the back lap of the 800 and it's like shay you're a killer you're like oh i got you don't worry we're gonna go step by step i get you lap four listen i i, I understand that because i was super slow because my dad prepared me to be my dad trained me as a baseball player like he would train a boxer Oh. And the boxers are very long distance because it's not a sprint. It's, it's a marathon. It's a long thing. And endurance, yeah. it's an endurance thing, which was awesome for the miles like that. But it killed me on my, on my short game. The thing <laughs> about track, about running, that it's crazy is your practice is actually running. So it's like you have to love the process. You no. still run to this day. You don't get shin splints or anything like that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And especially like when I was in high school, I was doing everything wrong. And I think they really focused on um, your pure talent instead of actually training you. So now that I'm older and I've run for much longer, I realized that I probably didn't have the proper running shoes, the proper running form. I wasn't stretching the way that I was supposed to. I wasn't I'm doing strength and conditioning the way I was supposed to. So I always had shin splints. I mean, my shin splints were terrible. I wasn't eating right. Like, you know, diet is such a huge. What were you eating, Shay? What were you eating? Oh my gosh. I was a typical like prep schooler and I was like eating like a salad and an orange and uh, saltines and a Coke Zero, you know, something crazy like that, you know, trying to be like some super thin, you know, girl, you know, something that yeah, but you're in tremendous shape. What are you eating now? What do you balance it out with? Like a lot of protein and stuff like that. that oh what? yeah. Now I know better. So um, now I know better. And a few years ago, one, two, three, four, five, oh my gosh, almost five years ago, I competed in an NPC show. And so training, I trained with um, phase one out in Vegas with Mike Waters. And he what's NPC? What's NPC? Um, National Physique Committee. So like bodybuilding. Bodybuilding. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And um, so I trained with Mike Waters out in uh, Vegas over at phase one. And he, tra- he trains like MLB, NFL players. Like, so he trains professional level athletes and he put me on a nutrition plan and everything. And it helped me better understand what my body needed to perform, not just um, in a competition setting, but just on an everyday basis. I can tell the difference, like eating clean, um, making sure you're hydrating and getting water. You know, just really simple stuff like not loading up on calories, understanding when your body needs a break to to kind of reset and rejump itself. So it was a really cool experience. And I think I didn't realize that and nobody was really doing that in at the high school level when I was um, in school. And now as I gotten older and continued, you know, on on my fitness journey, I understand it on a much higher level. Shay, you just keep winning and winning. I love it. Yeah. What what? How often do you go to the gym? You go to the gym every day? No, 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 no. I probably go every, I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, where I'll work out. And then on Sundays, um, my husband and I hike. There's a, a pretty challenging mountain that's uh, not far from us here in Atlanta. Um, and we hike every Sunday morning. And it's about, it's not that far. It's about three miles round trip up and down is, the mountain. Is he in shape like you too? Oh, he's he's somebody he's naturally thin. Like you know how you men are. These guys naturally are horrible. <laughs> he loves like sour patch kids and candy. The other day, literally for breakfast, he made like bacon, a protein shake, some hash browns, some and I'm like, I would six hundred pounds if I ate this. Shay, I don't do I was a big fan. I lost 40 pounds. I'm very skinny. I'm naturally skinny, but I'm an extremist. And I gained some weight and I was a big fan. I loved McDonald's. Do you, do you ever, do you like McDonald's? Oh my God. So I'm over, I'm, I can't, I can't really stomach McDonald's now, but I used to eat McDonald's, no kidding. And this is like at my thinnest, I was eating McDonald's three times a day to the point that the people at the McDonald's by my office knew me. And at one point- All right, so let's do this. Let's go step by step. You go first, I'll go second. Okay. Breakfast, what would you have for breakfast? Okay, so for breakfast, I would get a chicken biscuit, but I just wanted the chicken by itself off the biscuit. I would get a yogurt parfait and an unsweet tea. All right, here's my breakfast. I would do a McGriddle. (laughs) I would do sausage, egg and cheese McGriddle. It it, it got to a point that they came with a triple stack, which was just, it was too much. But I would do the double with the, what's that thing called? With the, what's the potato thing? The hash brown. Hash brown, Mm -hmm. which I've never been a hash brown guy, but I was a hash brown guy then. And then I would get the grape jelly, put the grape jelly on that there. And then I would do a large Coke with no ice. That was breakfast. Hit me with your lunch. Okay. My lunch, I'm getting the Southwestern chicken salad again with fried chicken, um, ranch dressing. At this point, I'm getting a sweet tea and I am going to get um, two bags of the apples. That's not really McDonald's. Come on. That's like, that's like a uh, step down from Whole Foods. No, that's like, that's like <laughs> did you st- I think you started the health menu. I think what McDonald's did was they copied your formula. Like, listen, there's this, <laughs> there's this extremely fit girl that keeps eating McDonald's. I got an idea. We're going to do <laughs> whatever she orders. We're going to put that on a health menu and we go, I think you should call McDonald's and 
you should do legally. You remember, this is how long I've been eating McDonald's. Do you remember when McDonald's had the salad shakers? Do you remember that? Where it basically came in the Sunday cup. And so they yes. made the salad yes. in the Sunday cup and you yes. poured the dressing and shook the... Hey, I'm telling you, you, that's very healthy, especially for McDonald's. I was doing, look at this now, a number four, which is double quarter pounder, plain mm -hmm. with cheese. I get, obviously, large fries, large Coke, no ice, four sweet and sour sauce, okay? Four sweet, to dip it in the sweet and sour sauce. To dip the, the burger in the sweet and sour sauce. And then the fries, the vest, the vest. <laughs> then I would do six-piece chicken McNuggets, just the nuggets, sweet and sour with chicken McNuggets, too. And to top it off, I would do which they took off the peanuts, by the way, caramel sundae with extra yes. caramel. Yes. They went healthy all of a sudden. No peanuts. Forget the peanuts. They don't even offer caramel as an option anymore. You know that? They took it out? Yeah. You can only get strawberry. You cannot get fudge and, and caramel anymore. Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. Is it that's caramel horrible. or is it caramel? Which do you say? I say caramel. I say caramel. Nice. That's why That's why you're winning. I say it the wrong way. We probably say it the right way. It's so a, I, that's that. Thing. You that's ate all that for lunch? Just lunch? Just lunch. Just lunch. And then at nighttime, I would do a pizza. I wouldn't do McDonald's at night. I would do a pizza. Then. Oh, wow. You're a cheater. No. For dinner, I would do, it depended on the day. So on Tuesdays, I don't know if this is true in Florida, but in Ohio, on Tuesday nights, it was 27 cent cheeseburger night. Oh, no. um, and we had that on Sunday. We had that, I think, on Sunday. Okay. And so it was never on the menu. You just needed to know that um, it was 27 cent cheeseburger day. And so I, I would do that on cheese on the cheeseburger day. They also used to have a two cheeseburger meal um, that wasn't on the menu too. But any other day besides that, I would get a fish filet combo. When supersize was a thing, I would get it supersized. And at that point, I would get a Sprite. Like I'm willing to fight. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm willing to fight you in on site. If you tell me that there is a better tasting Sprite than Sprite from McDonald's, I will fight you. Wow. Shay, I'm going to tell you something. My dad was a blue collar guy, worked for Pepsi for 30 years. So I know my my soft drinks, but I could agree. Sprite, you remember 7-Up? Yeah, 7-Up. Sprite up. killed, yeah, but Sprite yeah. killed. It just killed every, and Sierra Miss is not even close. Like That's yeah. a disaster. That, that was horrible. Shay, you're so well-rounded, dude. I, I love it. When law school, I think, where'd you go to law school? I went to Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland. I Well, I actually finished there. I started at Loyola of New Orleans. Why'd you switch? Ooh, that's a whole podcast for another day. Long and short, um, there were three main reasons. I, I graduated uh, the the August of my senior year of college was when Hurricane Katrina hit. Oh, wow. And so by the time I was starting law school, they literally had just opened the city back up a few weeks prior. So the city was still really devastated. The military tanks were still there. Stuff wasn't really open like that. It was really, really just a depressing place to be on top of the fact that it, the first year of law school is really, really hard. So I think mentally and emotionally, it was really challenging for me. The second thing was at the time, I thought, I, I didn't know I wanted to do entertainment law at the time. And I thought that I wanted to work at a big law firm. And um, the school that I was going to was 
um, a, a tier two school. And if you want to work at a bigger firm, you need to basically be at like a tier one school. So I transferred to a higher ranked school for a job. And then I would say like the last portions really tied back to me um, being from Cleveland. One, I felt like New Orleans was the first place where I was treated bad by other Black people for being dark-skinned. That was the first time I had ever experienced kind of that whole Creole, like I'm Creole, I'm not Black, <laughs> um, you know, dynamic. And um, How did that make you feel, Shay? Because that's crazy. How does that make you feel? It, 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 you know, it hurt. Like, you know, it, it definitely hurts. Like it stings where you're like, you, so do you know, you know, you're black too. Like, you know, that if you left New Orleans, that somebody would identify you as black. Like right, if right. something went down, you would be involved because you would be assumed to be black. Um, so to have somebody who looks like you, who shares your melanin, treat you bad because of how much melanin you had. Yeah, like it really hurts. And you know, all the traditional stuff, like people checking my ID to make sure I belonged on campus and you know, uh, just crazy, crazy stuff like that. And I think like the, uh, the last thing was like seeing how dedicated people from New Orleans were to saving their city, you know, and rebuilding. It made me feel guilty about being from Cleveland because at the time I felt like, well, shoot, Cleveland looks like this and we haven't been hit by a hurricane. Maybe I should go back to my city and reinvest in where I came from the same way people from New Orleans have. And so those things like really motivated me that if I was going to leave and go to another school, I wanted to go back home. Shay, you touched on something there super interesting. The love for your hometown. Have you always been proud of Cleveland? Yes. Yeah. I think most Clevelanders are, you know, where it's like lose, lose, and lose. We don't care. We always waiting for next season with the right. Browns. You know, um, I'm not, I've never super been into baseball, but the Indians have off and on been very good. The only uh, baseball jersey I ever had was the Albert Bell jersey. Albert um, <laughs> And so, you know, like Cleveland sports fandom makes you love your city. And I just love like, you know, the Rockefellers lived in Cleveland, um, you know, like Wes Craven, Chef Boyardee, like Cleveland is is the home of greatness. I, yeah, I love my hometown. Ohio's good stuff. Who, how, who, who'd you guys... Who bought you the Albert Bell jersey? Is that you? Somebody else? Who, who got you? No, I'm positive it was my dad. My dad is that insane dad, that sports dad. Like, let me tell you, this is probably what turned me off from baseball. My dad put me in T-ball, and I played T-ball for a little bit, and then I switched to, like, regular softball, and I got hit in the eye, like, one of the first games. Aww. And, of course, my mom swooped onto the field in the middle of the game. <laughs> my baby. I can't believe this. And I, and I never played again until I was in law school and the law firm had like a, you know, a co-ed league mm -hmm, where we played mm -hmm. other lawyers and stuff, but it was just an excuse to get trashed. But anyway, once my dad found out, he was that dad who had me out on the weekends, like practicing, like fielding ground balls. Like, I'm like, dad, this is just like an after work. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's what I get. I get about a thousand five hundred DMs a week, Shay, with parents all over the country. Like your dad, like they're, they, they want it for their kids, you know, and they, and they, and he got lucky. Listen, with a girl, you, it's different, you know, but with boys, they go over the top. But where I'm like, what I love that your dad did was he led you to that. And then after some point you checked out, cool. Yeah. And, and, and I, I appreciate that so much. 
my thing with Miami is interesting because I I love Miami, but I'm a I suffer from sports abuse. My dad used to beat the shit out of me through baseball, like really, really, really bad. Crazy. And but he prepared me for everything else in life, which is just crazy. He prepared me for everything except to deal with him. And then he was doing it publicly and everybody saw it. But, oh. but because I was so good, you know, like when you're so good, people like uh, at least take that. He can't win at everything, you know? Yeah. And, and I was like, man, this has happened to me for a reason. And I became like the kid whisperer. But now as I look back, I never rooted for any Miami teams because I felt that because I was getting killed in Miami in my own situation, yeah. that I just related everything negative and I wanted to win. So uh, whoever else was on some thing, and I had probably low self-esteem because while being super confident, but having low self-esteem because of that, I would pick winners. So I loved Michael Jordan and the Bulls being uh, from Miami. You know what I'm saying? That kind of fan, which is the worst kind of fan to be. You a bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be a, and and as I look at it now, I was a bandwagon guy back then, but because of the abuse that I was receiving. So because of that, that's why I think what you do is so important. As you get into the field that you got into, which I think is perfect for your personality and for your credentials, as you get into this entertainment stuff, especially now, look at you, does that have your name? Does that cup have your name on it, Shay? It does. <laughs> I love how you marketed too, you went, Shay, right there with the cup. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Shay, I love that you're in the field you're in now. What led you to become an entertainment lawyer? Oh, it was, even though I'm saying I don't like baseball, this is so interesting being on your show. The thing that led me to entertainment where I was like, all right, Shay, like, what are you doing? I took a class in law school and it was the business of baseball. And how I ended up taking the class <laughs> was because I was a broke grad student and it was at night and our professors brought pizza and beer to every class. That was the lore for you to sign up for the class. <laughs> see, I told you, see, everything happens for a reason, Shay. That's why you're on the Coach HP show. <laughs> I love it. Episode probably 43. We're make you 43, Shay. I love it. Shay, I'm going to sandwich you in from, look, look how, look how life works. Tomorrow I have Quentin Williams. You know Quentin Williams? Mm -mm, who's that? <clears throat> Quentin, they just brought him on. Ex-FBI guy, ex-football guy. He's the guy now training a black dude, which makes him perfect for this. Training police and training of with the what's going on. He did, he's doing something here with the Miami Heat and the city of Miami police Ooh. working on them. And now I think he's doing national. I'm going to find out more tomorrow. So I have him to Friday. And then I have, you ever watch drink champs? Yeah. yeah. I, I had DJ uh, EFN yesterday. He's Cuban from, from Miami. Oh, wow. Noriega. When you talk about um, running just full circle running as an adult, Noriega is who got me back into running as an adult. So a lot of people don't realize that Nori runs like Nori gets in his miles. Oh, yeah. Like he's going to blow it down. But like, you know, he's he's getting in his miles. And way back in the day, Nike used to have this wristband that went with a chip that went in the sole of your shoe. And 
Um, Nori like basically got a bunch of industry people in New York uh, to like run, like do like these run challenges. And so it was just like a little community of like music industry people. And I was like, yeah, I'll get these miles. So I went out, bought the wristband, got the chip. And and, and as an adult, that is how I started back running. But it was via Noriega. And Nori was also one of like the first people who was um, on Twitter. Like before Twitter really blew up, he was in that early kind of small Twitter community. I'm going to get this to him so he can, so he can <laughs> see that, that, that he followed. What kind of running shoes do you use now? Oh, I still, I'm still very partial to um, Nike. Um, I prefer the free fly nets, um, just because of how close they fit. I have a very narrow foot. Um, I know that Nikes tear up quickly and I know that people swear by like Brooks and hookah and stuff like that. But, um, Brooks is a top brand to well shake. Cause that has no swag, right? Yeah. It's a tough, it's like an old person brand or something that Brooks. Yeah, when my knees break down on me, I will go and get those Brooks the way I really need to. What shoes? What shoe size are you? I'm a ten. You're a ten in women. Yeah, I'm tall. I'm I'm five ten. You're five ten. Shay, I have a. I'm an influencer with New Balance, so Ooh. I'm gonna. We're gonna look into. New Balance are so wide. New Balance actually for for years and years and years, I I um helped lead a run group here in Atlanta called Movers and Pacers. And so they actually just did an activation with New Balance um last week. Um New Balance, they're just so wide. They are You mean like wide like wide shoe? Yeah, the shoes are always so wide. I love the way there's actually New Balance came out a while ago, maybe in like 2008 or 2009 with an Ivy League collection. And I like New Balance as like a lifestyle shoe. They are not my shoe of choice for a running shoe. I love the way um, New Balances look for a lifestyle. All right. I was going to look if I had, look, I thought I was going to wear my New Balances, but I don't have my, look at this, Shay. Oh, you got fancy for me. For you, uh, I told you. I told you. I go listen. She didn't. She, I, I have to make this podcast memorable. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm beating everybody else. Shay, I know I am. Come on. <laughs> We're 30 minutes into this, and it feels like we just started. Shay, I'm, I know. You're, you're good for like 30 more. Is that cool with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. And I was gonna say, um, uh, my client was on uh, Drink Champs the other week. Wallow, Wallow, and his cousin Gilly. They were on Drink Champs. I think they have two two episodes with them. I I I love that dude. I uh so I got introduced to him via Eric Nardini, the CEO of Barstool Sports. Okay. Had a had a podcast. I didn't know who Wallow was, and I saw and I saw it. I go, wow, this guy has a great story. What a good story. Yeah. Erica was on my show. Then I was just at Barstool maybe a, a month ago, and she put me on her show. And I was on her token CEO show. And somebody had mentioned to me, you know what? You got to get Wallow on the Coach HP show. I go, all right. So let's see. Maybe after today, maybe Shay might do some magic. You never know. Oh, yeah. Did you reach out? Have you? I haven't. I haven't because it's just I just had a baby. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. That's how committed I am to you. I had, I had a baby three days ago and we're here. We're no, here for you. Yes. No. Yes. For you. We, this is important. You're so important because I, I feel that we don't, we don't highlight people like you enough. And I got a good, I got a different audience, but guess what? You've talked more sports than probably any other person ever. So, <laughs> 
we we can't just look at somebody and go, oh, that's right. That's why, and I'm going to say this again, I want you to push Shay. I mean, I, I don't know how, like, you you seem very successful. I don't know if you want to be more successful, but if you want to be more successful, I just think you need more content, man. You're such... I'm such a deadbeat. You know, Wallow literally, Wallow preaches the same thing to me. And I will tell you, and, and maybe this is a different conversation too. We're going so many different ways. I really love talking to you. Is that I think that in the social media world, when I even like looking at your Instagram page and looking how you're doing this, it looks so well produced and so put together that you put this pressure on yourself of like, I cannot put out content unless it looks perfectly, unless I have the Okay, eight okay. all right, all right. Let me put time on. Let me put it. You're talking about my... Instagram? Okay, I'm going to tell you something right now. You know who Robert Bailey is? Yeah. Robert Bailey, um, he's a president of Rosenhaus Sports, won two championships, a football player with UM, okay. won one with uh, the Cowboys, and one with uh, the Ravens. Do you hate the Ravens? Yeah, I do. We can talk about that. You know, they're like, God forgives, but Cleveland doesn't. And I will tell you that literally in the city of Cleveland, there was an art model like Death Watch. Like, and that, that feels terrible. Like he was a human being like with a family, but people in Cleveland, like that Cleveland did not forgive. Like you took, you not only took my team from my city when we didn't have anything else, but then they moved on to win a Super Bowl basically with the exact same team. Guess what? That's my Super Bowl. The Browns won that Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that, that was like the weirdest thing in the, in the world. Like, why would they, in, in the middle of the thing, and they took away, whether you like the Patriots or not, the greatest coach of all time. You guys had him, and he had a tremendous staff. We're talking about, like, Nick Saban. You guys had Nick Saban. You guys had all these people, and they was just, like, ripped away from you. So, I agree. I agree. Shay, what were we talking about before? before we um, Oh, how highly produced, how I don't put out yes, 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 yes. that everything needs to be like okay. perfect and highly produced. Have you heard of Big League Chew? Oh, uh, the gum? The gum. Yeah. I had the CEO of Big League Chew on. The guy sent me, you like gum? Yeah. I'm going to hook you up with some Big League Chew. He sent me some Big League Chew. I get a dude this morning. I wake up this morning. Shay, I suffer from extreme positivity. I love it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I, I'm always like there. I had a dude reach out to me and he goes to me, coach, I'm, I'm listening to your podcast this morning and your episode with Robert Bailey, it looks like you're speaking too fast. I'm like, oh my God, I probably hit this thing on forward. And I'm like, so I went in and I fixed it. And I did other stuff. And I mentioned Big League too, because I met up with the guy this morning. I, where are you? He goes, you're in Miami. I'm gonna go meet you. I put my daughter in the car. And I took him some Big League Chew and we recorded content on it and I'm going to post that later. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have people blow bubbles and we're going to record it and tag Big League Chew and if they like it, great. And if they don't, whatever. But when I became Coach HP, I am not nowhere near as talented as you are. I could barely speak English and Spanish. I'm, this is all passion that you see here. I go, I got a message. I got to share. I started this two years ago. I, everybody promised they would help me. Because I'm like the kid whisperer. I did miracles with people's kids. Nobody helped me. So I took my positive, happy self to the Apple store. And I sat there and I learned how to edit on iMovie twice a week for two months. Every single day. Every single day. Wow. Every single day. At 38. Talk about no swag. I'm literally vlogging. I'm a Cuban dude walking around Miami vlogging myself. Getting hated on by everybody. 
everybody like, who does this guy think he is? You know, I'm here, except the kids. The kids would see me like, coach, you're vlogging. Oh my God. They were all so excited. And I said, and I did a lot of research before I started. And I said, I'm not going to let. And everybody that's successful said, guys like, you know, Gary V is? Yeah. Guys like Gary V, who I hadn't known at the time, guys like Gary V, he says, don't worry about production, just put out, put out, put out. Mm. Wallow did the same thing. Wallow got out of jail, said, listen, put yeah. out, get it on the phone and put yeah. it out. And I think it happens a lot to women too. Because yeah. you know women, they are, and then women who are attractive, you guys want to stay attractive, so you don't want your score to go down. And I'm like, Shay, you're a 10 every time. It doesn't matter. So I think, my opinion, I think just from this conversation alone, you talk running, you talk food, you talk law, you talk entertainment, running food. That way you don't get bored because you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about the law all the time. But guess what? When you, Erica started the Nardini Run Club. So people are running and then she posted it and they're not read the Nardini Run Club. It's just people running. That's it. So what if Shay starts the lean body, bodybuild? I don't know, whatever you like to do. And then you talk about, I'm sure you could talk to me about a tremendous tricep routine that you used to have and where you're going to help a lot of people is women i'm sure by looking at your physique you were when you competed you were like in the lean thing you were like bodybuilder yeah. right mm -hmm. yeah that's, i was in the bikini that's the body everybody wants you know what i'm saying you have a niche there and you're doing it for free so there's no like compromise guess what that's gonna attract more to shay the entertainment lawyer who's the best ever to do it I'm receiving this because it's like when you, you when you get it all the time and that's what Wallow says. Wallow is like, you know, you need to put out videos, you need to put out more content, you need to. Yeah. And I do think that sometimes, especially being a lawyer, things that I'm excited about or that I nerd out on. I was that person who literally read through all of Kanye's tweets last week where he tweeted out all of and talk about I would talk about it. Dude, Shay, you're so interesting. Look. Look, we didn't even talk about sports. You know how many Cleveland people would love to talk to you? You know how many Atlanta people would love to talk to you and you get into this whole thing and you show up? What if you do a law thing dressed up in your... You like Baker Mayfield? No. Who do you... What about Odell? You like Odell? Yeah, he's 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 cool. I think the Who's Brown... Who's your favorite Brown of all time, by the way? Bernie Kosar. A UM guy. <laughs> you went to Miami? What? You know he went to UM? No. Huge. Bernie Kozar is a huge UM guy. See, now we're connecting. I didn't know that. Let me tell you, I went to go visit um, University of Miami when I was looking at law schools and I said I, I couldn't do it. I saw that you guys had like a pool in the middle of campus and there were hammocks and there was a bar. And Four I was Gables. How, the Four Gables. How are people graduate? How are people graduating? Like, how is this? How is this happening? So I knew for my attention span that the uh, University of Miami was not for me. Shay, you would have crushed it here. You would have been, they would have loved you. Listen, all of a sudden now, if you do a law review, or whatever you talk about, yeah. uh, IP or whatever it is, Bernie Kozar jersey on, he was 14. Was he number 14? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> 14 Bernie Kozar, the brown. What, what, what would you prefer? Was it is it brown or white? The way or which which color do you like better? Which jersey? I, I like the traditional browns, the brown jersey with the white letters. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the we, 
you have to do this, Shay. You, for me, just please. You're going to talk about whatever you want to share in the world. But before you hit that video, guys, I want to tell you why I'm wearing this Browns jersey. I like. Boom. And you go into it. Da, 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 da. You hit that whole YouTube video. And let's say that video goes for 30 minutes. But you're going to take the part you talked about the Browns and you're going to put that on your Instagram. That one minute that you talked about the Browns. You are giving me free social media shot. Like, let me get my pen. No, you're going to have this. Thing. Like, you're a winner. You, this, is, this is all I, because the gift that I have, Shay, is I see, because I'm always positive, I see like, you know, Kanye explains that when he sees things in art and they're like images. You, see, you saw when he explained that one time? Yeah. I, like, I see things almost like. You know, you know the Matrix when he becomes the guy, Neo, that he just sees little numbers and everybody's in slow motion? That's how I view the world. And I've predicted that I've had on my show guys that, ha that have gone out to have massive success. And I go, listen, I see talent. I see talent. I see talent. I see talent. I see it in you. Obviously, in what you do, you're the best. So we're not, I'm, I don't need to make you a better lawyer. That's that's done. Thank you. But we need to showcase because you have such a good personality. And it's what I tell people. If you were some like person that was like stuck up or weird or whatever, I'd be like, don't, don't do this. Just stay, stick with what you're doing. You're good. But you have yeah. such cool things, man. And especially now, you know how many women you're going to inspire, Shay? You know how many black women you're going to inspire? You know how many white women? You know how many Latin women? You know how many Cuban women you inspire? Because you've done so much while holding a career mm. and I don't think a lot and I think what happens in the entrepreneurial space or social media space it's like there's a huge gap if you're not like this Oprah or like now like a famous online person whoever it is everybody else doesn't matter it's like yeah. that's how high we're gonna go there. but guess what if you start now and you could care less because you're a successful attorney it ain't gonna put any pressure on it so while you're talking about the Nike chip story with Nori and you tag them who knows? You don't care. That's why you're going to win because you're just shooting for fun versus putting pressure on, does the video look good? Did yeah. I write ESQ period in the bottom? You know what I'm saying? So those things to me with you, super important, Shay. That's so like, that's such good stuff because it's true. Like I'll sit on something, I'll think about something. Um, and then, you know, you know how social media is the moment will pass. Um, and then I think it's always surprising the things that uh, catch people. Um, one of my one of my IGTVs where I got on and just talked about why DJs were getting shut down. It got so much traction, and it wasn't like a planned thing. It was just like, all right, I'm tired of y'all DMing me. Like, let me answer y'all about why your IGTV keeps getting shut down. I love that you said that, and I'm gonna tell you why. Your life is giving you your material. Think about all these hip hop guys that you like, all these rappers that we love. They weren't creating stories. You think Jay Z woke up and go, okay, now I'm going to talk about this. And I'm going to, no, it was just the life that he's living. So, literally, you right now are the authority because you have the knowledge, you looked the part, you are passionate about it, right? Whatever they feed you, whatever the world's giving you, you. Tell the world back, listen, okay, so I'm getting bothered so much about this red, beautiful lipstick that I love putting on with shows showcase my beautiful smile. Let me tell you who I use. I happen to use Revlon. And Revlon, blah, 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 blah. Shay, you heard of Rawlings? 
Yeah. You see that logo there? How'd you get it on there? You see that logo back yeah, here? Hey, yeah. That's the symbol of hope. That's the Coach HP logo. I'm yeah. the first. Hold on one second. I'm the first influencer to sign with, with Rawlings. Ooh, yes. Hey. Secure the bag. See that, Shay? And I did it. Everything that I've gotten in my life, I've gone after. No one's given me anything. Nothing. Not even my that's parents. Life. Yeah, that's life. I didn't have a TV in my room growing up. So I had to mindset everything. And the reason why I say this is because I went to the CMO of Rawlings and I said, listen, I'm working with kids. There's this bat that you have called the Rawlings Prodigy Orange Bat. It's like $90 at Dick's. It was a good deal. And I pushed it on everybody. Mm -hmm. And people were accusing me two years ago. Hey, man, do you have a deal with Rawlings? Why are you always pushing it? I go, because this bat's very good. I'm telling you, you get the best bang for your buck. Yeah. Right? I did a YouTube video about it, just talking about it. I don't know anything. Got some views. It didn't get views, whatever. I, I went to a conference. I saw the CMO of Rawlings, and I talked to him. It's been a year and a half that I have a relationship with Rawlings now. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's such an awesome story. You are going to have 50 of those because when, if not ever, is it trending? Let's use, let's use social media world. It's trending to be black person and to be successful. Yeah, it really is. Be a woman. It's such an interesting. It really is such an interesting space, right? Because there's like this key opportunity that you have to kind of ride the wave of like, all right, if this is what y'all are into, look, here I am. I'm super black. <laughs> like, like, well, and, and, and they're and they're doing it without even knowing you. Because here's the here's the, I I'm an intent kind of person. I I care about intent. That's why I'll never have problems talking about race. I never because my intent is to push everybody and I want everybody to win. I don't care what you look like. I want intent and I want good people, period. Somebody's going to let you in because it's what's happening now. Okay, let's fit a quota. Uh-oh, we, we have no diversity. <clears throat> I like this Shea girl. Let's just throw her in there. Who cares? When you get in there with your talent, Shay, how can you lose? That's the thing. And I, that's why I say I think it's two-sided, right? Because there is like that chip on the shoulder where it's like, you weren't interested in me two weeks ago. Oh, now my Black life matters. Now you need diversity, you know, in your space. Do I even want to give you my time and energy? Because did you really value me? And then understanding, juxtaposing that with understanding. Okay, time out, time out, time out. Platform. Time out, time out, time out. All of a sudden. Okay, hold on. Shay Oliver, who's your favorite rapper, Shay? Offset from the Migos. Offset reaches out to you right now. Says, listen, I heard my you. client. He's your client? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So listen. Okay. So let's say you have offset, right? Mm. All of a sudden, um, who name me one famous person you don't have, Shay? Give me somebody that you like that you don't like. Kanye. Let's use Kanye. Yeah, I was gonna say like Jay-Z. I love Jay-Z. Yeah. Okay. When you talk about storytelling, okay. yeah. Jay-Z yeah. sees, a, sees a, a post you did with offset and goes. Oh, wait a minute. I want, I need Shay. Are you going to go, no, 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 Jay-Z. You didn't want me ever. Just because you saw me now, you, I'm not going to work with you. Right? Don't worry about how they pick yeah. us on the team. Let's get on the team. Let's crush it. Oh, you're going to move to Baltimore? Cool. We're going to rebuild Cleveland. You, you are, look at how good, look how all this is falling into place. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's the point that I was trying to make to people on Twitter the other week about um, the bubble and um, oh my gosh, 
the bubble and uh, the boycott and who was it who said that we shouldn't play in the first place? Um, was it a uh, was it Kyrie? Kyrie? Yeah, I think so. I think Kyrie, so. Kyrie, Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the point that I was trying to make was that um, with like I felt like Chris Paul and like LeBron and a lot of the veterans, what they were trying to say is like, yes, the league is not doing what we want to do. We don't really want to play, but we will not have the platform to make the impact. Like, let's go ahead and play. Like, don't hurt yourself. Don't miss out on a paycheck for you or your family right now because you won't get paid if there's a strike. We won't be able to wait out the owners because they're billionaires and we're only millionaires and we'll be able to use this platform for our social justice agenda. So, but for there being a bubble season, there would not have been able to be a game schedule to even boycott in the first place to make that statement. And so that would have been an entire huge missed opportunity had there been no season right now. You know, and I think that that's the mindset that people need to have when these companies are approaching right now, wanting to fill their diversity quotas or wanting to throw you in there because you're black or you're female, or you're Latina or whatever it is where it's like okay well that's cool but now you need to make your own game plan of what am I going to utilize this platform for now that my foot is in the door now that I have this seat at the table what am I going to do that pushes uh, not just my agenda but the greater agenda that would benefit people behind me or people who aren't sitting at this table as well and sometimes I think we miss that because we're wearing the chip on our shoulder of being you know formally excluded or feeling like the token or things like that Shay I don't cannonball through this screen and high five you right now because I can't but I'm telling you I almost got goosebumps I like wanted to like interrupt you because I'm so excited not because you don't value you say I'm just so excited what you're saying I got <clears throat> people view me because I'm because I'm very clear I feel and this is all from the man upstairs and what I've gone through that's guy these have identity issues guy has a, a, but I, I I want everybody to win and people were asking me when it happened in baseball it didn't happen a lot but it happened in baseball what was my opinion mm -hmm. coach what's your opinion all these people are talking protesting in front of kids Getting yeah. out, what's your opinion? I go, you ready? Here's my opinion. And God blessed me in a way that I'm not a corporate guy, so I could speak my mind. Yeah. So that's that scares a lot of people. And I understand that. I, I'm team empathy number one with everybody. Yeah. And what I like about you doing it on Twitter, the only thing I'm only thing I don't want with you, Shay, is I don't want you to get in battles with anybody. Oh no. I get paid to argue. <laughs> exactly. Argue exactly. But they might come at you with sort of <laughs> listen, that's the only vulnerability. In this game, yeah, I, don't, I don't argue with people for free. No, I don't. But, but you know what I mean? Because yeah. but they might strike a chord. They might strike a chord with you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they've done it. Oh, people like, you know, the, the trolls will come. So exactly. Twitter, so uh, Twitter is the space. If you're listening to this and you are interested in me, I give two, two different things on two different platforms. Um, and Twitter is where I go to talk politics, policy, race, like things controversial. So, you know, as soon as you say something that doesn't really fit somebody else's agenda, the trolls will come. They come, they come, they come. So this is what I said on this issue. I want to get your opinion. Yeah. I go, listen, number one, because we because we got to go in order. We got to respect and give a platform and applaud peaceful protesting. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Whatever the cause is, we got to showcase that. So the, that 
And like you said, the athletes, the basketball players had that moment. If they don't swing at the ball, you might not get it again. So that's number one. Number two, police officers. And you're and look how perfect Shay. I mean, the world is you right now. Mm. 2020 is about Shay M. Lawson. You being the daughter of a police officer. Okay. The police can't brutalize, you can't treat people unfairly, especially in situations that your life isn't all these videos that I see, people aren't fighting for their lives. It's it looks like avoidable situations a thousand percent it looks like no empathy from the police i mean for with the police for the people a thousand percent on the other side we have to stop committing crime you don't want problems don't be a criminal you gotta stop committing crime now here's the empathy part not everybody was lucky enough to have what's your dad's name his name is he goes by lawson i can't reveal his first name everybody thinks his first name is lawson not everybody was lucky to have a Lawson as a father to care, man. Your dad cared. So what I tell people in the Cuban community or another community, I go, listen, you blame the black community. But guess what? What if they didn't have a dad? What if that dude didn't have a father? They didn't have somebody guiding him the right way and he just chose crime. Why don't we come with empathy, come with love and help? Because the amount, listen, I fit the stereotypical criminal, bald, tattoos, and a beard. If I don't act the right way, I'm going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. But my dad did a couple things right, and he told me, you get stopped by the police? Yes, sir. No, sir. Hand on the steering wheel. Don't cause any problems. You want, you need ID, officer? Here you go, officer. Right? But in the black community, and in any other community that isn't this kind of love, they're not getting that. They're not starting from a young age. Majority of the time, you got lucky. You had a Lawson in your life. That man, I feel like we all wished we had a Lawson in our life. So we need more empathy. What do you think about that? Ooh, I I think I probably sit on the opposite side of the aisle. Okay, um, for, let's for, talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, for the second half of it. But I'll start with the first, where you're talking about like what kind of example are you setting for kids? And I do think that yes, you need to um, show kids that when you have a grievance about something, when you see something, we tell small children that all the time, that if you see something that's not right, when you know something not right is going on, I want you to speak up on other people's behalf. So I, I like the idea of advocacy for people who do not have a voice. You are showing kids that you have an opportunity to speak up because bullying is so rampant in our schools and now because of kids have so much access to online that you are showing kids that you can be an advocate to somebody when something wrong goes on, that there are multiple ways to get your point across other than fighting or throwing a tantrum, that look at these athletes that you look up to and the ways that they are communicating um, very strong messages for things that they disagree with. Um, and especially as a kid, when you don't have a lot of power, you don't have a lot of say, look at all the other options that you have um, available to you. So I do agree on that point. Where I disagree with is that, look, um, because I commit a crime does not mean that my punishment should be death. I should have to face the judicial system the same way that Dylan Roof. I agree. I agree 100%. Maybe my English got a little crazy. I agree 1 yeah. billion percent. If you get stopped for... Listen, unless you're literally shooting at me, now I got I got to defend myself. But if I stop anybody for driving completely crazy, I can't kill you. I can't shoot you. 
That's a thousand percent. And, and I, think, I think that that is the simple point that is often missed in these conversations is that Black people are not saying that Black people who commit crime should get a free pass. All we are saying is that we should be subject to the same rules and judicial system as everybody else. Sandra Bland, you know, went to jail for a broken taillight. You know, Botham John got killed in his own apartment. Breonna Taylor was asleep and they went to the wrong house. You know, so these aren't situations where Ahmad Arbery was jogging. He was jogging. The dude was jogging. He went and explored a construction zone, you know, and so those are not things that should sentence me to death at the hands of a civilian, at the hands of an ex-girlfriend who, you know, whatever, at the hands of the police. And so that is all that these protests are about, where it's like, these are miscarriages of justice. So how do you want me to believe in a justice system that does not treat me equally, whether I do the right thing or I do the wrong thing at no point? I could just be sleeping and die, or I could run a stop sign and die, or I could, I think Michael Brown supposedly didn't uh, pay for a, a cigarello at the store, right? And so there are all these different things that if I'm black, I'm gonna lose, lose, or lose, and I'm gonna die. Even if I have my hands at 10 and two, and I say, yes, sir, no, sir, even if my girlfriend and child are in the car like Philando Castile, I'm still gonna die right there in front of my family. And so my child who watched me, he had a father, had past tense, had a father, watched his dad be respectful while this is on Facebook Live and show his ID and try to show his proper paperwork for his proper firearm. So I don't want to blame the things that are going on socially on the lack of fathers in the in in communities of color because i think that that's a false narrative like you are a person of color you are a present father i grew up with a present father my husband grew up with a present father like and even if we didn't have an actual some people didn't have actual fathers like i know you talked to um Joanna Gomez, and she talked about her uncle being in her life, right? And so, like, we had these uncle figures or whoever, our coaches, a lot of people talk about um, Lecrae, the rapper. Um, he talks about how he had a really toxic relationship with his dad, but he had coaches and things that he looked up to. So we have these people who might can influence us, but no matter what, it seems like the system still is not built for us to survive and thrive. And I think that when you talk about empathy, I want people who are not of color to understand that conversation you had with your dad about the yes, so no, no, sir. White people don't have to have that conversation with their children. At no point is a white person thinking they might get accused of a crime because they have tattoos and a beard. You know, and those are so sad that those are parts of our culture now that we have to raise our children with the, all right, don't wear a hoodie when you go out. All right, you have to do this. We are, it's it's almost like telling a woman, you know, don't wear that or else you, you'll get raped as opposed to telling men don't rape women, you know, and that's really what we're doing to people of color. We are preparing ourselves to survive in an unfair society instead of addressing the things that are unfair in society systematically. Shay, I agree with you 1 billion, 1 trillion percent. I can't agree with you more. I love that you said not for not even fathers, just figures of, of people helping, helping, helping. I, I'm lucky. I'm Cuban, and 
I don't, and since I'm on a positivity rant my whole life, I don't see a lot of this in Miami because we're all Cuban in Miami. It's yeah. like it's reverse. It is thing. literally. <laughs> like, you go to a store and people are, and the American people, they don't like it. But it's like, every, you know, it's Spanish. Spanish. Every time I come to Miami, I'm like, I really got to get myself together. I'm like, I am a dumb American. I only speak one language. No, 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 no. Girl speaks multiple languages. And I'm like, I got to get myself together anytime I come to Miami. Yeah, no, 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 no. But, how do we fix the shade? How do we find a way to stop the first part, which is the worst part? And then how do we bring more awareness? Is it conversations like this? Is it more going to the community? Is it more going to the schools? How do we fix this? Oh, I think it's a handful of things. So when you're talking about community, I know that this used to be the rule in um, Cleveland, but I don't think it is anymore, that you needed to live in the district in which you worked. And I think policing would look completely different if you then had to go back home, you lived next door, you knew your kids went to school in the same community that you are policing. You have a different level of care. You have a different level of intention. You have a different level of, of interaction, you know, um, when you are a member of the community you're policing, as opposed to coming from wherever you're coming from and coming in the city and being this law and order person for people who you don't care about, who you don't have a connection with. So I think a lot of things in policing would change if there, if there was that requirement that you lived within the community in which you policed. Um, I think the second portion that also gets lost in the defund the police conversation is um, uh, giving more budgets towards mental health resources, towards community programming. Um, I know I live in the city of Atlanta. I personally don't know of any free like after school, anything that kids could get involved in, a summer program, you know, something like that. And I know that when I was little, there was a ton of that. Is it like called a PLL or PPL or something? Police Athletic League? Yeah. And I don't even know if that's still, I know I don't, I've never, I haven't heard of it. So these are like things that I'm remembering where I'm like, you know how everybody wants to talk about the old days. like Yeah. And I'm like, I don't see any of those things. But yeah, that's what we had in Cleveland and like community centers and summer programs, but I also think like mental health, like us coming out of this pandemic is gonna be crazy. People have been quarantined in the midst of, you know, social justice issues. What is the world gonna look like moving forward from a mental health standpoint where people are kind of high touch, lots of people have died, you know, things like that. So I think dedicating resources to mental health, having police uh, live in communities that in which they are policing, having community community programming is going to be another thing. I, I'm personally tired of these kumbaya conversations. I'm sorry, I'm white conversations. You know, like this is my black experience. We we know what the black experience is. We know what all this is. We see it on tape. We see it on the news. We know what it is. We all know um, the history of America. So I think that I'm tired of the kumbaya. I just want people to um, make actual change and and take actual affirmative steps to really just appreciate each other as human beings. Yeah, Shay, I um, this 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 is you. This is going to be my best podcast ever. I, I know it a thousand percent. I don't care unless Jesus comes back. This is going <laughs> to be the one. I can't stop me, <laughs> dude. I'm. 
it, I love talking about this stuff because you don't. You, I I need to learn so much. I need to to hear opinions, hear different things because I'm I'm in my own I'm in my own positivity world. You know what I'm we saying? Are. Yeah. And it's good to talk without offending, without whatever. It's like let me learn. Let you learn. Let's see what we can come up. Let's meet halfway. You know. Let's learn this. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. That's Never another go. huge thing that I feel like is so recent in America. And I don't know if it's like social media like or what, but people feeling that you cannot disagree and it be okay. Or that because you don't hold the same viewpoint as somebody else, that they're wrong and you're right, or they're attacking you. It's like, no, we're all unique. And God made us all unique. He, there's no way we could all think the same, see the world the same. You see a six and I see a nine. You see an elephant trunk and I see the tail. Neither one of us are wrong. We just see things differently. You know where I can't agree with you more, where my dad messed up in life. And remember, I was, I'm always a visual guy and I'm always taking the temperature of the room because when you deal, and I know, Shay, we're going a little long here. Give me like 15 more minutes. Okay, okay, okay. Because I can't stop with you. You're all, I'm always taking the temperature of the room because when a guy's about to hit you or like a ticking time bomb, yep. you're always prepared, you know? And his, his, what he wanted to say was always good, but his delivery was completely disastrous. Ooh, ooh, and that powerful. is everything. And where yeah. that's powerful is I said something. You said, I don't agree with him. But you were so respectful in the way. So, well, I agree with the first part, but the second part. Those are things that we got to start talking about in school. We should maybe eliminate algebra because we're never using algebra. Use it. Let's get, let's get algebra out of there. And let's put human communication 101. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody disagrees? Okay. Breathe. First of all, breathe. Second of all, okay, why? Why do you feel that way? Why are all Republicans this? Why are all Democrats that? Why is that person good? Why is not this person? Why this? Well, let's just talk. And if we still came to an agreement, all right, I, will, I wish you the best. You're not my enemy. And let's move on. That's it. Something else that's a part of that conversation that I know that I do because I know that I have a biased lens sometimes, right? Because I know that somebody could say something to me and just because of who I am and my life history and my traumas and my own chips on my shoulders, you verbally said one thing to me, but I interpret it as another. And so something that I do consistently with my clients in my personal life is that when I hear something and I mean it, it rubs me or it, it stings, it triggers something, I instantly say, let me repeat back what I heard you say and tell me if, if I've disconnected from what you meant somewhere. And I repeat back my interpretation of what the person says. And I will tell you that there is a 50-50 chance that the person's going to say, all right, I said that, but that's not what I meant. Or I said that, but you you took it the wrong way. What I really intended with that statement was blank, blank, blank. And just by taking that 
instead of just waiting to be on the attack and waiting to unleash my response on somebody, literally just taking that time to repeat back how I interpreted something has saved a ton of arguments, saved a ton of relationships, gotten a deal closed where me and an opposing counsel misunderstood each other by literally just repeating back. And it's like, okay, I heard you say this and this is how I interpret it. Is there a disconnect somewhere? Did I miss a point that you were actually making somewhere? And I think inherently as people, as humans, we all wanna be heard. And when you have that level of respect for somebody in the midst of a conversation to say, am I hearing you correctly? That affirmatively shows them you care, that you are you wanna be an active listener because you wanna make sure that you heard them and that you weren't just already calculating your response. Amen. Shay, I'm gonna, what you just said, this is what I'm gonna do for you. Last two questions. But what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna edit that myself for free. I'm going to edit that. By the way, anything I'm going to do for you forever is going to be for free, Shay. But this I'm going to be double free. And I'm going to send it to you. And you're going to post that. Because a lot of people are going to benefit from that. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm gonna cut it up. I'm going to chop it up nice. I'm going to edit it. And you can just upload it to your Instagram. And I'm going to title it up at the top, how to avoid. I'm going I'm to figure out maybe how to avoid arguments or how to, when someone disagrees with you, my perspective. My two cents on when somebody, yeah. what I've learned, what I've learned as a professional, because you're a professional. And that's what I want you to post, Shay, because, I mean, that's huge. Last question, Shay. Favorite type of music? Rap, trap, trap, anything. Give me one person. Don't start now with your client list or your celebrity. Isn't that? If one person, we're listening to one person, Shay, who are we listening to? Yeesh. Like I had to listen to him forever? No, no, no! I'm not gonna kill you. Just one time. We gotta. We gotta... I, love, I love Gucci. I love Gucci. Gucci tells. Gucci Mane tells uh, good stories. His um, he's great at storytelling. I feel like he does not get enough credit for um, uh, the way the style in which he raps and the variety of the style and cadence in which he raps and how many people have mimicked it. Um, his ability to produce uh, volumes of quality content like mixtape Gucci, you know, back in the day was crazy. Favorite Gucci song. What's your favorite song of his? Ooh, oh my gosh. Probably heavy. Heavy, heavy? the state versus Radrick Davis. Uh oh, heavy. Shay, I cannot thank you enough for giving me the time you've given me. I if if anybody can just benefit from listening to your knowledge, listening to your authenticity, to your truth, to how you're so down to earth, but so qualified to be a leader during these times. And I want you to, to know that from somebody else who has nothing in, in anything. Yeah. You guys, we don't know each other. This is our first time talking to you. First time talking, but I know a winner when I see one. And I, even more important than that, I know a good human being when I see one and you are both before I let you go. Any question for me, any help I could do for you? Anything? Oh my gosh. I feel like you have given me all the free consulting in the world. I wrote down, look, I had my pen and paper. I wrote down the notes on all of this content. There's nothing 
that I could ever ask you for because I appreciate you number one reaching reaching out to me the the level of thoroughness in this <laughs> interview and the style in which you conducted was a lesson in itself that that is a value so I'm really just grateful that our paths have crossed and and that you had me on today and that you just you gave me you because that that's that's the gift in itself you're the best you're the best thank you so much boom there it is guys thank you so much for listening all the way through Shay, she's just the best, man. So cool, so nice. You could find her at Shay M. Lawson. That's S-H-A-Y-M-L-A-W-S-O-N at Shay M. Lawson on IG, Twitter, YouTube. Love her stuff. I love you guys forever. Please subscribe. Best positive podcast in the world. It's your coach. Love you guys. Until the next one. Keep going hard and doing your thing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 